Welcome to episode 241 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we are looking at Season 11, Episode 9, Nothing Lasts Forever. The original air date is March 14th, 2018. The action primarily takes place in New York, and the average IMDb user score is 6.8 out of 10. The pre-credits teaser starts off with a pretty intense surgical scene, but we soon realize that these surgeons aren't trying to save the patient, they are harvesting organs from that patient. And a Buffy-type teenage girl comes in and slaughters pretty much all of them, recapturing the organs and delivering them in a cooler to a hospital. Muller and Scully are called in on the case, and they have developed a reputation with the other FBI, saying that, yeah, they come in, they hijack cases, and just mess everything up, whereas Mulder says, well, we like to prefer to, to believe that we explore otherwise unexplored facets of the situation. And he antagonizes them a little bit when he finds out that these victims were staked through the heart. As the plot progresses, Scully is saying this isn't an X-File, we should turn it over to the Violent Crimes Unit. They do end up putting a tracking device in one of the organs that was turned into the hospital and convince the hospital to loosen up security so that these people can break in and recapture these organs, which with a tracer can now be tracked to the point of origin or their destination. Mulder and Scully are swarmed by a cult that are there, which worship Barbara Beaumont who apparently is an 85-year-old woman, although she certainly doesn't look it, but she and her doctor husband have been somehow maintaining their youth by stealing the youth of their followers. They are seeds to be planted and cultivated, one of whom is the sister of the vigilante that we met earlier. The vigilante intervenes in time to save Mulder's life. This cult tried killing Scully by knocking her down a shaft to the dumbwaiter, but she was saved with a pile of decades worth of garbage at the bottom of it. That softened her landing, and the vigilante is perfectly happy to turn herself over. She traded in her life in this world for heaven in the afterworld with a very Old Testament-focused interpretation of the scriptures. And then it ends with Mulder and Scully having a conversation about their respective faiths, how Scully came to believe in God. And it ends with her prayer candle going out and Mulder lighting it for her, and she says, well, maybe she has no miracles left. Now, I have not watched ahead. This is pure speculation, but I am concerned. We saw in Season 3, Clyde Brookman, who could predict people's deaths, said that Scully doesn't die. Then she ended up with that immortal photographer back in season six he went with death in her place which is how he became immortal in the first place when someone did that for him so they've been toying with the idea that scully has been immortal for a while and with jillian anderson announcing this is her last time playing scully in october 2017 and now with this saying she's out of miracles in her prayer candle blowing out and some other conversation i am wondering if scully is going to survive the series finale. Again, pure speculation on my part. It's, at the time you hear this, a four-year-old spoiler, not just two, but we will see how it plays out. 
as things come up. So, as far as the cast and crew are concerned, this is the fourth and final episode directed by James Wong. This was written by Karen Nielsen. She was script coordinator for both seasons 10 and 11, and is getting a lot of work in that department lately. This is her sixth of six writing credits. She is best known for her work on The X-Files, Antlers, Are You Afraid of the Dark, and Grace. Fiona Vroom makes her second and final appearance on The X-Files. She is Barbara Beaumont in this episode. We saw her briefly as young Cassandra earlier in this same season. Carlina Bridge plays Juliet, the vigilante here. She has 20 acting credits to her name. This is her only X-Files appearance. She is best known for work in The Twilight Zone, The Rebooted Charmed, and Supernatural. That's also the 2019 Twilight Zone. Jerry Burns actually might have found some way to keep looking young in this one. He plays Dr. Randolph Luvianis in his only X-Files appearance. At the time this was filmed, he was... 62 years old, but does not look terribly different from how he looked in 1988 when he was in Dear John. He is best known for his work in Justified, Greedy, Max Headroom, and Otis, and is still active today. Viv Leacock plays Price. This is her only X-Files appearance. She has 132 acting credits to her name, some of which are still in post-production, so very active. Best known for her work in Hot Tub Time Machine, Freddy vs. Jason, Are We There Yet, and 2012. Michaela Aguilera plays Olivia Bocanegra. This is her only X-Files credit and her first IMDb credit. Her only other credit is playing Esperanza's mother in an episode of The Terror from 2019. Samuel Patrick Chu plays Warren. This is his only X-Files appearance. He's got 50 acting credits to his name, best known for Diary of a Wimpy Kid, iZombie, Imposters, and Battlestar Galactica. Fabiola Colmenero plays Josephine Bocanegra. That's the mother of the vigilante and, of course, the sister that motivated it all. She has 12 acting credits to her name, best known for her work in The X-Files, No Tomorrow, Pregoland, and Psych. Genevieve Buchner plays Kayla. This is her only X-Files appearance. She's got 53 credits to her name and is best known for her work in The Final Cut, Jennifer's Body, Caprica, and If I Stay. Cameron McDonald plays Father Hardy. This is his only X-Files credit. Best known for his work in No Man Beyond This Point, Horns, Texas Rangers, and Psych. He is still active today. Albert Nicholas makes his only X-Files appearance as Agent Bill Bloodworth here. 24 acting credits to his name and counting. Best known for his work in War for the Planet of the Apes, Lucifer, Supernatural, and Shut Eye. Angus Stewart plays the Cathedral Priest. This is his only X-Files credit and his first IMDb credit of any kind. He would go on to play a funeral priest in an episode of Unspeakable and a music director in Right Before Christmas, a Hallmark TV movie. Those are his only three IMDb credits. Aiden Kahn plays Agent Colquitt. This is his only X-Files appearance. 23 acting credits to his name and counting. Best known for his work in iZombie, Van Helsing, Supernatural, and Upload. Finally, Jay Hindle plays Sitcom Joe in his only X-Files credit. 
37 acting credits to his name, including Dragged Across Concrete, The Silencer in the Sky, Somewhere Between, and When Calls the Heart. So this episode doesn't seem to be part of the big conspiracy. It's mostly about positioning Mulder and Scully, questioning whether they are now a couple or not, and really exposing the relationship between them, including Scully's relationship to her faith. That seems to be a big part of it in an episode that is largely an homage to the Hammer Horror films that were popular a few decades earlier. It also has a few references to the past. You know, Mulder's got progressive lenses now, and he's talking about how he used to fantasize about her walking out of the office before he needed the glasses, which is a line that kind of surprised me because the very first time he met her, he needed glasses. He was wearing glasses in that first scene in the pilot when he says, no one down here but the FBI's most unwanted. It was a different prescription then, but still, he's had glasses since day one. They just quickly went away. In any event, that's everything we have to say about Nothing Lasts Forever. Please leave a voicemail saying what the X-Files has meant to you. You can find that link directly in your podcatcher. And join us again in two weeks' time when we look at the last episode of the series, My Struggle 4. Thank you for listening.